0: season of Heart to Heart with Anna. Our theme this season is Miracles Do Happen, and we have a great show today. This episode of Heart to Heart with Anna is the final episode of Season 5. We started Season 5 with a miracle story about a woman who found out after she gave birth that her son had a critical congenital heart defect and he was in the right place at the right time to receive the treatment he needed to survive. It was an amazing show. This episode, likewise, deals with the discovery after birth that a baby boy was born with a congenital heart defect. This show not only deals with the discovery after birth, but also with the intercession of an angel who might very well have helped to save this baby's life. Today's show, The Miracle of a Stranger's Gift, features Rebecca Simpson and her mother, Susan Mills. Susan Mills is the mother to Rebecca Simpson and grandmother to Brayden Simpson. She is a retired chemist by profession. Today, she is a very devoted mother and grandmother who was witness to a miracle which might have saved Brayden's life. A Christian, Susan believes she spoke to an angel who was looking over her grandson. One of the joys of Susan's life has been watching her grandson overcome difficulties related to his heart defect. It's no wonder Susan affectionately refers to Braden as her Iron Man. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Susan. Hi, thank you for having me today. I'm so excited about your story. This is just an amazing story, but let's start at the beginning. Can you tell us about your grandson's birth, especially if you were able to be there with your daughter? Yes, well, it
2: was a beautiful occurrence. She went into labor just in a normal way, and we had all the family together for the birth, and everything appeared to be fine, and it wasn't until the next day that we found out that there was a problem. And so we were all together with her during all that difficult time.
0: Yeah, it's really scary when you think that you have a perfectly normal baby, and then all of a sudden there are too many people in the room, or somebody comes in with a face that's not happy like it should be.
2: Yeah, it's scary. It's the only way to put it
0: hmm So I know that you were visited by an angel. Did that happen in the hospital, or where did it happen?
2: No, it was actually in a restaurant. He was about three months old, and we were eating dinner out. And I went into the bathroom to change his diaper while Mom and Dad finished up eating. And a lady came over to me and asked me if he had a heart defect. I said, well, yes. How did you know? And she said, well, I know this might sound strange, but do you believe God talks to people? I said, yes, ma'am, I do. She said, well, he told me to tell you that you need to go to Atlanta to Sipley Heart Center. Now, the funny part about this is we were in Birmingham, Alabama, and we knew nothing at all about Atlanta. But we knew that we were not satisfied with the care that was currently available at that time because they did not have pediatric cardiology available. It was all adult, uh, large university hospital that was available, Mm -hmm. and care just did not seem the same as what you would want when you're dealing with a young baby. We just didn't feel Mm -hmm. like the compassion was there that needed to be. And so the advice to go to Atlanta was really a strange thing coming to us. The funny part was I just had a feeling how compassionate this person was and I went back out to the table to tell Rebecca what had happened and I could not find the lady. Isn't that amazing? So I said you know I've seen angels before so this was not a new occurrence to me. In times mm-hmm. of danger I have seemingly felt their presence before or even seen them in a bodily form. So I told Rebecca that I can't explain it. I said well, you know we've been praying a lot so who knows maybe this was an angel because I was mm-hmm. everywhere in that restaurant and could not find that lady. We were only talking just a few seconds of timing that for her to have just disappeared <laughs> or paid her check and left.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm.
2: I had to feel like that this was divine intervention to, to give us that advice because otherwise we would have had no idea to go to Atlanta.
0: Right, right. So was she a doctor or a nurse? Did she give you any oh, idea? She did. She...
2: Yeah. she did say she was a pediatric cardiologist nurse. Oh, she wow. had worked for some doctors in Atlanta. I forgot about that okay. part. Yes, yeah, she
0: did say that. So she was a pediatric cardiology nurse who just happened mm-hmm. to be in the bathroom while you were changing your grandson's right. diaper and just happened to notice. And it's not like he had had open heart surgery. He had no scars oh, no, no, to indicate.
2: No, no indications no, no whatsoever. No blewness, no nothing. I mean, he was perfectly normal at that point. All he did That's was have heart defects, mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. heart defects. Mm-hmm. Well, that set us on a path that is just history now to tell you how wonderful the care was that we got.
0: Mm -hmm. perfect stranger could tell that something was wrong with (laughs) Brayden's heart, and then she told you where to go, and it was out of state. I mean, had you ever even heard of Sibley Heart Center before she came up and told you
2: about it? No, not at all. The first thing that hit me was, okay, God, you're paying attention, because we were doing a lot of praying during that time, and so mm-hmm. the first thing that hit us was God's listening, mm-hmm. and if he uses a perfect stranger to counsel or advise you, that didn't really surprise me, because mm-hmm. the, the kind of faith I've walked with for the last many years, that was not a surprise to even think that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm not
2: used to it happening to me. Sorry, <laughs> right, right. yeah. this isn't the kind
0: of thing that so you to about happen when, to you.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, you expect to see other people get miracle top you don't expect it for yourself even when you're playing with faith, you still get surprised when he answers. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, especially with a perfect stranger like that. It's not like you had a dream that you knew where to go or that you saw a television show or something. No, yeah. A flesh-and-blood person walked up and yeah. out to you. Did she give you a business yeah. card with a phone number, or how did you okay. know who to contact?
2: She just mentioned the name Sibley Heart Center, and I mm-hmm. looked it up on the Internet the next day, called them, told them the situation, and they said, yes, we will see him, and they got him an apartment within a week. Wow. Which uh, sure that. is fairly uncommon nowadays too. For Brandy patient to get an appointment with any specialist in a week's time is pretty unknown. So we felt like that was answered prayer also, but we got an appointment right. so quickly. And then when they evaluated and they confirmed what we owed and you made one minor change to it, the stenosis was not exactly what we think this had been told. Mm-hmm. So they gave us the correct diagnosis and even showed us on the echo. With the echo going on, the doctor explained it to us while he was doing the echo. We yes, mm-hmm. actually saw the heart beating and saw the abnormal heart on the
0: screen. And you were there with Rebecca and with Braden through all of this, weren't you?
2: Yes. Oh, yes.
0: Rebecca is so lucky to have you for a mom and to be there for her and Brayden because this is a really scary thing to go through.
2: It's scary for the whole family. You're looking forward to your grandson being born and then to find out there's something wrong. And there was no medical explanation for it either. There was no family mm-hmm. history, no, no nothing to have it, no nothing to explain it. Just right. it's there. And so we're going, okay, God, you've got a plan. What is it? <laughs> we're seeing the solution of that now.
0: I think we are, too. Yeah, I think just from a little bit of the story that I know, I could definitely see where there is a divine plan, and it's so much greater than anything that probably any of us would ever have thought to plan for our own lives. But oh, yeah. The plan is so oh, much yeah. greater. Oh, my gosh, this is such an exciting story. It actually gives me goosebumps to think that you really did talk to an angel, that there really was somebody there for you, and that you could feel God's hand upon your family. It it's a beautiful expression of faith and love. And I love you sharing it with me. It makes me feel like I get to be a little teeny tiny part of it. Well, we're going to have to take a quick commercial break. Our time is just flying by, but don't leave yet because when we come back, we're going to talk to Rebecca about the miracle that she has experienced when she almost lost her son.
1: Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect, or CHD, community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more.
0: Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show, The Miracle of a Stranger's Gift, features Rebecca Simpson and her mother, Susan Mills. We just finished talking with Susan about how the perfect stranger told her and her daughter where to take her grandson for treatment and how that ended up helping, possibly even saving his life. But we're going to learn a little bit more from Rebecca. Rebecca Simpson is a married mom of three, a 12-year-old daughter, a 7-year-old son who is her heart hero, and a 2-year-old son. And she is currently in her third trimester with yet another son. Rebecca and her husband James gave birth to their first son, Brayden, on May 31st. He has a ventricular septal defect as well as pulmonary and aortic stenosis. When he was two and a half years old, he also developed double-chamber right ventricle, or DCRV, and had surgery in Atlanta. While they were able to repair his defects, his heartbeat never returned, so he had a permanent pacemaker implanted due to total heart block. Rebecca's family gives back by donating their time and money to the wonderful organizations that helped them when they needed it. They speak on behalf of Children's Miracle Network and other organizations. Braden is the face of the Love Travel Stop campaign for August and September of 2015. In Rebecca's spare time, she is an accomplished singer and crafter who loves to travel with her family. So welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, and Rebecca.
2: Hi, thank you so much. Yeah, this is such an honor to be able to speak and about, of course, something I'm so passionate about.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's always fun for us to talk about our kids, isn't it?
2: Yes, I don't think we would ever actually not want to. <laughs>
0: I I feel the same way. So what an amazing story you and your mother have. It's almost unfathomable to me how you started out in one hospital thinking one thing and then were advised to go someplace else and how that was probably really the right path for Braden. So why don't you take us back a little bit to what you were told when he was first born and you first discovered that he had these heart defects. When he was
2: born, like my mom had said earlier, we had no inkling of anything going on with him. And it was actually his second day of birth when they're doing their typical newborn check. Once again, I think with a pediatrician, and they said, we hear a murmur. Well, you hear about things like that, and you think to yourself, okay, murmurs that can be innocent. Well, unfortunately, mm-hmm. his was not innocent. And they immediately brought in a cardiologist that was from the local hospital there near Birmingham. And they didn't really tell me much. So long story short, we went to the cardiologist that was recommended from the hospital, and we were given a very grim diagnosis. It was Mm. similar to his current diagnosis, but it was different wording, or I'm not entirely sure what the difference were, but they might have talked about the atrial as opposed to the ventricular, that kind of thing. (laughs) But yeah, when this happened, we're talking about a three-month-old. I didn't honestly know anything about VSD. I didn't even know what THD was. I didn't know what it even stood for, and I obviously knew no... Nobody that had a child or had a family member affected by CHD. So when I started, of course, as we always do, googling, it was pretty scary, and I honestly did not know if I was even going to have a son, a son that we had prayed for. In fact, we had had some infertility issues for a while, so we had actually really honestly prayed for this son, and we've since been blessed with another son and another son. So we're thankful for that. We really thought, is God going to take the son away that we've prayed for and that he's given us? Because it just, Mm -hmm. it seemed that serious, and we took it that Mm -hmm. serious. But, yeah, like you were saying, long story short, when this total stranger comes up, and my mom comes out of the bathroom, and she practically looks like she's seen a ghost. She's Mm -hmm. definitely in shock at this point, and she tells me this. I mean, there was no doubt I knew that God had complete control over the situation, but in the same sense, I do believe that for whatever reason we were supposed to go to Atlanta and here we are now living in Atlanta and we did move because we wanted to be closer to that hospital but I'll tell you this when you're dealing with your three-month-old and the hospital that he had originally been at was talking about doing exploratory surgery on your three-month-old and they weren't even going to repair anything they just wanted to see what was going on that's a scary time and we actually took Mm -hmm. him to be baptized at that point with our church and our church was praying for him and they were really Thing in the prayer with us, and then this all happened with this angelic encounter. And I'll tell you this: the minute that we got to Sibley, we met with Doctor Parks and the rest is history with him. We have never switched doctors. He is absolutely phenomenal. He's the kind of doctor that gives you a hug instead of a handshake. These people with Children's Healthcare of Atlanta and with Sibley, who is their Cardiology Center of Choice. It doesn't matter how grim your outlook is, they give you this peace and this positive vibe and this comfort that I haven't found anywhere in my entire life. And we know that not only I feel like God gave us what we needed,
0: but he just gave us what maybe we didn't know we needed, (laughs) if that makes sense. Well, it's almost like you have a new family, don't you think? Oh, I fully agree.
2: There's a nurse there. She's actually a nurse practitioner, and she works hand-in-hand with Dr. Parks. Her name's Patty Simpson. And we come in every six months for his appointments, and they check, of course, his pacemaker at one clinic, and then they check, of course, his heart at another, and... Patty came up to me, maybe he was about five or six, and we had just shaved his hair real close-shaven. And she said, oh, I missed those curls. And I took back for a minute, and I thought, maybe she's getting confused with someone else. And I thought, no, wait a minute. I looked back at pictures. And here was a woman that in all practical purposes of most time when you go to the doctor, you kind of feel more like a number and not really a name and a family and a person. And she remembered things about my son at 18 months or 12 months or whatever it was that I didn't even remember. I had to go back and (laughs) look a picture. And I thought, yeah, she's right. He did have these little curls, these little ringlets on the back of his neck when he still had long hair. And yeah, it blew me away. It made me just... Felt so much more appreciated and you're right. So like I was in the right place and it was my family, it wasn't just my doctor's
0: office. <laughs> right, right. I know that's how we felt with Alex's doctors as well. And especially the nurses, because you have more interaction with the nurses than you do with the you doctors. Do. And the way that they take our children into their own hearts is just amazing. And I feel that we have been very blessed. It's not fair that any parent should have to go through what we've been through. Oh, yet, it has made me a better mother, and mm-hmm. I feel it has made Alex a very strong young man. And the things that he has been really able to right. endure. Don't you think? I mean, I love it that your mom calls him Iron Man. I was like, Yes. <laughs> We actually call him the Energizer Bunny, too,
2: because he has so much energy for his pacemaker. Yeah, that's him, too. So, yeah, he has a lot of the superhero and action figure, I guess,
0: nicknames. <laughs> <his> <laughs> I just love that. That's just so awesome. So, it was a miracle to have this angelic visitation. But it seems mm-hmm. to me like maybe there were some other miracles that you've experienced since you've had Brayden.
2: We honestly don't see his condition now as a curse. I hate to say it, but as some people might take that as a negative thing, we actually see it as a blessing. Yes, he's had to undergo surgery, and yes, he has this permanent machine in him that helps his heartbeat that he's depended on 100%. But the connections that we've made with people, We feel more appreciative of life. We do not squander a moment. We live life to the fullest. Like I travel, when I say I travel, it might just be to Disney World (laughs) for the weekend, for one part. We do not let anything bother us like it used to. We just realize that life is Mm -hmm. precious, and we've got to live every moment to the fullest and appreciate, even just our other children, and appreciate their health. Because with a CHD family, we talk about this all the time, about it's a club you didn't want to be in, but you're glad that you're in it with these people.
0: I have friends who have children with other problems, autism, cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, deafness. I used to be a teacher of the deaf and hard of hearing. And... I liken our community the most to the deaf community that I know. Very tight-knit. Mm-hmm. Everybody watches out for each other. We pray for each other. We care for each other. You don't see that in every single community. And I feel that if we had to have something wrong, this has the most caring people, the most caring mm-hmm. people. And I feel blessed that they are now part of my life. And you exactly. know what? Everybody has something. Everybody has something that they're dealing mm-hmm. with. At least we have this amazing community to help us yes. through. And look at this hospital that you're part of. I've taken <laughs> a tour of the hospital where your son has received treatment, and I've actually gone to a conference in Atlanta and talked to some of the doctors that work in that facility. They are amazing.
2: They really are. Yeah, you know, we could not have probably picked a better hospital. So, wasn't it great that God did? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Especially you never heard of that hospital before. You yeah, don't even know. We had never didn't even lived in that state. <laughs> He we yes. to Atlanta? Oh we gosh. never been to Atlanta. we <laughs> lived in Birmingham. It's been two hours away, and we had never been to Atlanta until his first doctor's appointment, and then, of course, we fell in love with the city, and <sighs> as they say, the rest is history, but we enjoyed visiting every time, of course, we had to go for an appointment. It was kind of something fun to look forward to in the mix of chaos, if that makes sense. such yes, a <laughs> miracle story, it's really interesting because there's actually two that stick out in my mind, and one of them is, in fact, moving, which I'll get to in just a second but actually when he was going to have his surgery you had mentioned my biography of the fact that he developed this double chamber right ventricle he was blessed enough until two and a half before surgery was a definite. And what had happened is he would get winded getting out of bed, walking, pretty much doing regular daily activities, not even playing. And he would be walking just in the living room and literally just stop where he was and squat. It was almost instinctively like he knew that he was out of breath. And Mm -hmm. we started noticing this just getting more frequent. Well... We got to the point, like I said, when he was getting out of bed, he would get winded. I mean, he would literally be asking for breath. And we were praying, of course, to avoid surgery, as any <laughs> parent would. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking, okay, it's got to be asthma. It's got to be a sinus infection. It has to be anything. And we took him to the EMT doctor, I think, which was our first choice. And the doctor said, unfortunately, no, he's healthy as far as asthma goes. And, and he's healthy with his nasal and sinus issues. I said, you probably need to see your cardiologist because, obviously, he was Under the care of the doctor at the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I was just wrestling with the idea, and I was kind of arguing with God, going, no, God, I'm not ready. He's still two and a half. And I Mm -hmm. was just really having a hard time with it. Well, I was at Walmart. I mean, as clear as I'm talking to you, I hear a voice as I'm walking through Walmart, call Sibley. And I'm arguing (laughs) in my head, so to speak, no, no, it can't be that. Well, I did call, I did listen, and I called, we got almost an emergency appointment, and they brought him in, and they checked him out at first, and they said, yeah, everything actually looks to be kind of the same as it is, we'll keep monitoring him. Well, Dr. Parks is such a phenomenal cardiologist, and I truly believe he's an angel on earth, because I truly believe that if he had not dug deeper, we could have been in a different situation, and what happened was... He said, well, I hear the hole in his heart, and I hear that it sounds like it's getting smaller because the sound changes, kind of like a finger over the water spout of a hose. When you Mm -hmm. have your finger over the water spout, the sound changes if you remove your finger Mm -hmm. because of the pressure. And so that made sense. And he said, so it sounds, just by listening, that the hole is closing, which is what we want. He said, but I'm not 100% comfortable with that, so I'm going to do an echocardiogram. So we did, and that's where our world changed, and Mm -hmm. so basically they found out that there was a muscle thickening, overgrowing, and it was actually cutting Mm -hmm. off the restriction of the blood flow to his heart. His hole was Mm -hmm. not closing. It was giving the impression that the hole was closing, and so that's, of course, when his surgery happened, very shortly, you know, Mm -hmm. afterward, and so we truly believe that's another divine intervention, God intervention that he kind of nudged me and said, take him to the mm-hmm. doctor. He really needs to go to the doctor now. Because if mm-hmm. we had waited any longer, things could have been different. And then the right. third one, of course, the fact that we live here, it was really weird because we had been really called to be here, not just for Braden, but we felt like there was just a ministry here involving mm-hmm. Braden, just even connections. And my husband was working for a company at the time that not only had a Birmingham location, they had a location in the Atlanta area. And we prayed about it. And we noticed they didn't have any openings. So we kept praying about it, and we thought, okay, God. We basically laid it on the table for him, and we said, Lord, if we're supposed to move, we need a job opening because we cannot move without our health insurance. Right. uh, Right. Sure. Sure. That would be crazy. And sure enough, it was crazy. It was literally about a week later, my husband got called him to the office of his company, and he said, we actually would like to promote you from a warehouse manager to assistant manager, and we would like to move you. We don't have any openings, but we do have some in, of all places, Georgia. <laughs> it was noon yeah. in Georgia, to be specific. And so here we are, literally within two or three months, we had gone from, okay, we would like to move, we're going to pray about moving, to we moved. <laughs> we made that move. Wow. you. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. That is definitely a miracle story. Well, we need to take a quick commercial break. We're running a little short on time, but I don't want us to leave yet. I want to hear what advice you and your mom have for other families. So we will be right back after this commercial.
1: Anna Jaworski has spoken around the world at congenital heart defect events, and she is available as a keynote or guest speaker for your event. Go to hearttoheartwithanna.com to learn more about booking Anna for your event. You can also find out more about the radio program. Keep up to date with CHD resources and information about advocacy groups, as well as read Anna's weekly blog. Anna wants you to stay well-connected and participate in the CHD community. Visit hearttoheartwithanna.com today. Welcome
0: back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show, The Miracle of a Stranger's Gift, features Rebecca Simpson and her mother, Susan Mills. We just finished talking with Rebecca and her mom, about the miracles that they have experienced since Brayden's birth. It really is quite phenomenal. And we only have just a couple minutes left, but I'm going to have all of us in the studio together. And the one major question that I want to ask both Rebecca and Susan is, what the single most important piece of advice is that they can give to families having to deal with open-heart surgery as far as supporting one another? Because you two sound like you really knew what to do. And Susan, we'll go ahead and start with you.
2: Okay, well, the biggest thing I can say is, number one, stick with your family, hold each other up, hold each other close, and then seek out any support groups that you can find. Rebecca started one in Birmingham called CHD Hero Support. We've since had a lot more formed. There's some nationwide ones now, heart to heart, and some others that come out of Atlanta. But wherever you happen to live, seek out those support groups that are local to you or seek out one that's not local, and I guarantee you any of them will welcome you. And don't be afraid to share what you need to share with them so that they can know what to do help you and let them be your help because that makes a little difference we
0: found some right when you don't share with others you deny people the opportunity to do something good for you right you're denying people an opportunity to be a friend so yes i agree with that 100 percent i love that advice okay rebecca what do you think is the most valuable advice you can share with our listeners
2: well, I definitely agree with her. The main thing is I know that the pulse oximeter testing is not mandatory in all of our states, unfortunately, in the hospital when your child is born. So along with her advice, definitely once you find out you have a child with any kind of CHD, get that support and be welcome to that support and don't ever feel alone because that was my one thing that I did never wanted anyone to feel kind of alone like we did, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when we found out, but make sure to contact your congressman and find out if you're state that you live in makes it mandatory or this little tiny test where they put this little tiny band-aid looking thing on your child's toe and it will test the oxygen level in their body and there are so many congenital heart defects that can be detected that way and Mm -hmm. i truly believe that has saved a ton of babies georgia does have it mandatory and i believe alabama does too but yeah they're not across the board and that is just sad to me that's very sad to me
0: well, it is, and thanks to Anna-Marie Saarinen and some other wonderful people who are out there who are being very strong advocates and lobbying for this, this is becoming not only a national issue but also an international issue, and to me that is just phenomenal. We have been able to take this, like you said, very inexpensive, non-invasive test, that we can give to all newborns, not just ones who are suspected to have CHDs, because my baby, like your baby, was not identified before he was born. And we went home with him before we realized that there was a problem. And had he had that pulse oximetry test, we would have known right away, and it would have saved I don't know how many endless nights of worry on my part. (laughs) We almost lost, Alex. That test would have killed us. His saturation levels were in the 80s. Exactly. It wasn't enough for him to be really blue, but it was enough for them that they would have known that something was wrong. And to dig Mm -hmm. a little bit further, we were lucky. We experienced a miracle, but not every family is that lucky. And so I agree with you. We parents have a responsibility to push our lawmakers to make this mandatory. Luckily, it is mandatory here in Texas now. I love it, but in Georgia and Alabama, <laughs> it is. Really, across the United States, it's becoming more part of the newborn screening. So luckily, that is becoming standard care for our newborns here in the states now we also have to help our friends worldwide so that this mm-hmm. is something like i said it's non-invasive it's a couple dollars it's a very mm-hmm. inexpensive way for some critical congenital heart defects to be diagnosed before they become fatal so i love that exactly. advice.
2: we don't need any more children being lost to chd i agree
0: no, we don't, because we all know how scary it is to live with it, but I think it's even worse when you have a child who dies from it. So I just love that both of you ladies were on. You were just terrific. It was so much fun to have a mother and daughter on the show together. So thank you, Susan, and thank you, Rebecca, for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for
2: letting us. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Anna, for having us on the show because this helps me spread the word and we appreciate you spreading the word and we're just very honored that we both got to do it together since she's a big part of helping me raise my kiddos.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I just love that. Well, thank you so much. And that does conclude today's show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please come back. We have something special planned for you. I'm going to be taking a little vacation after this show. And a wonderful heart dad who was on our show previously, Chris Perez, is going to be coming on. And he's going to do a couple of shows for me. You're not going to want to miss it. Chris has a wonderful blog. And he is going to be bringing his blog to life on the radio show. And give me a chance to plan out some other shows, work on some books that I have planned and then I'll come back with a brand new season season 6 has a great theme it is Carpe Diem Seizing the Day and I think we're going to have some terrific guests for that season if you're interested in being a guest make sure you go to hearttoheartwithanna.com and fill out the Beyond the Show form let me know that you want to be on the show and you have a great story to share so don't forget come back at noon eastern time on Tuesday until then find and like us on Facebook check out our website hearttoheartwithanna.com and our Cafe Press Boutique us radio show on blog talk radio and speaker and remember my friends you are not alone
1: thank you again for joining us this week we hope you've been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community heart to heart with Anna with your host Anna Jaworski can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon eastern time we'll talk again next week